Hi, this is M. Allen Cunningham. I'm an author, publisher, and teacher in Portland, Oregon, and you're in the Atelier. In the Atelier is a place for occasional thoughts on literature, writing, the life of the imagination. Come on in. I'm glad you're here. Today's installment, Andy Goldsworthy and Surrendering to Process. I was at art college at Lancaster, and all the students were in, in, in their cubicles as they are, and in that cramped space. And every day I'd, I'd catch a train to, to Morecambe, where I was staying, and you get off the train and you see this big expanse the space in such stark contrast to the, the art college. And one day I went off and worked on, on the beach. What struck me was that sense of um, energy when you was outside of the art college. It was very secure in the art, art college. As soon as you made something outside, there was this almost breathlessness and an, and, uh, an uncertainty. Total control can, can be the death of a work. Andy Goldsworthy talks to rocks. Oops. The stone speaking. He stacks driftwood. He bites at finger-like chunks of ice and welds them together into swirling lines. With strands of stem, he sews broad green leaves together into ribbons and sends them afloat on rivers where they glide as sinuous as snakes. Goldsworthy is a sculptor, but not of marble or of metal. Often his works last for just a matter of moments, and sometimes seconds. Their home is under the sun, in the rain or snow, or dappled autumnal light. His sculptures stand on beaches, in fields. They sway in trees or drift atop natural water. Ultimately, they fall apart. In Rivers and Tides, the mesmerizing 2001 documentary by director Thomas Riedelsheimer, from which you're hearing clips today, we see Goldsworthy in his element, at work in the elements, borrowing all his materials from nature and letting nature bring his sculpture to life, and then undo it. By the same token, we watch him patiently submit when nature resists collaboration, when natural conditions stymie his work or destroy it too soon. Goldsworthy's delicate, painstaking process can teach us a lot about the creative or artistic endeavor, an endeavor which is almost always a matter of surrender. And Rivers and Tides contemplates beautifully through breathtaking imagery and Goldsworthy's own soft-spoken voiceovers the nature of meaningful, creative work. On a damp, solitary beach, Goldsworthy arranges gathered stones, stacking them one at a time, studying his placement of each. The stones are large and heavy, but seem to oblige his design for them. He feels he understands the stone, and that his work will emerge from this understanding to exist, if only momentarily, as a complement to the natural setting. The stones accumulate, 
and their emerging shape seems to be a gesture toward nature's own sculptings. A form arises, but something is off, and the stones begin to resist one another. They lean and pull apart. The form collapses. Sighing, Goldsworthy reconsiders. He dismantles the rubble and starts anew. He intends to construct an enormous cone, taller than a man, wider than a tractor tire, before the tide draws in to cover his working area. He wants the cone to be ready, finished and standing when the water arrives, because the flooding is part of the sculpture. This is my work, you know. Too many unknowns. The cone will drown away. The tide will dismantle it. The vision for the work includes the work's impermanence. Goldsworthy does not have cash on his mind, nor career trajectory. His work is a way of life, wonderfully impractical, rich with mysterious rewards. The stones topple again, and for an agonizing moment Goldsworthy's disappointment appears crushing, but he collects himself. That's the fourth. The fourth collapsed. And the tide is coming in. I think it would be better to wait. Oh, the moment when something collapses, it is intensely disappointing. And this is the fourth time it's fallen, and each time I got to know the stone a little bit more, it got higher each time, so it grew in proportion to my understanding of the stone. And that is really what one of the things that my art is trying to do, is trying to understand the stone. I obviously don't understand it well enough yet. Process is paramount. Many aspiring artists need constant reminding of this inspiriting truth. The true artist works wholeheartedly and faces failure willingly, devoted to an end that is often of no practical significance, striving simply to better understand the materials at hand. If the material resists, the artist seeks to glean the lessons in its resistance. The artist does this all in the faith that something beautiful, if gleamingly ephemeral, will come forth. For those undertaking it and for those witnessing it, there's a message in work of this kind, pointing toward a fulfilled life. It was a morning in June when I heard that tune Falling up to the beat of your heart Like a white rain sails from a startled trail Our eyes met and then landed so well 
In the Atelier is produced by Atelier 26 Books. For more information, visit atelier26books.com. I'm M. Allen Cunningham. So long for now. Before you could speak, before you could weep, I held your hand in mine Like a shell on a beach, waiting for your reach Falling up to the mountain to climb You came reassuring, Mother Nature's procuring There's no need for doubt in this life Reassuring, Mother Nature's procuring. There's no need for doubt in his mind.